0: Anyone who knows me knows I've had a long-standing personal affinity for the wonderful city of Winnipeg. Even so, it isn't until right about now that I'd have considered that the city of Pittsburgh should send absolutely everything that anyone in Manitoba wants to get Connor Hellebuck here. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place you found this. The Golden Knights took a 3-1 series lead in the Stanley Cup Final over the Panthers. I'm not going to lie to you. Probably about halfway through Game 4, I kind of lost interest. Not that the game itself wouldn't play out, to be interesting with Sasha Barkov scoring in the third period and the Panthers trying to claw their way back and everything. But man, once you get to that point, you just don't see those great, big dramatic comebacks happen in the final. You'll see them in earlier rounds, but not so much in a conference final or certainly not in a Stanley cup final. Uh, The city of Las Vegas is going to be celebrating a cup here. Before long. And I have thoughts on that too that I'll be sharing with you later in the week, if and when it comes to fruition. For now, it's the city of Winnipeg that stands to gain an awful lot in return for the Jets franchise goaltender. And that's because Hellebuck actually is a franchise goaltender. He's not someone who has a nice little run and gets anointed such. He's someone who's got a Vezina Trophy resume. He's someone who's a horse. He can play 60, 65, even 70 games in a season for you like it's still 1965 or something. And he's a rabidly fierce competitor on top of all that. And the latest demonstration of this is that over this very weekend, multiple news reports out of Winnipeg have made it known that Hellebuck has made it known to the Jets that he's not going to sign a long-term contract to stay there. Not with the disastrous playoff they just had, not with players bickering at each other, not with players bickering at Rick Bonus, the head coach, not with a potential rebuild on the way where you'd be getting rid of Mark Scheifele, Blake Wheeler. I don't want to start boring you with Jets stuff here, but it could be quite the blow-up. And he's a truly great goaltender who'd be truly wasted in such a setting. So he has made it known that after the coming season, which represents the final year of his existing contract, that he doesn't want to be there anymore, which also, by the way, is your way of saying he doesn't want to be there even next season. That's why you say it now, because the Jets best chance to get a real return on a trade would be to do it now as opposed to waiting a full year. So, well, where might there be a team in need of a franchise goalie? <laughs> yeah, right? Listen, I know what the Penguins cap constraints are. I know that they've got 20 million, but they also really don't. I know that if they let Tristan Jari walk, that's part of that 20 million that's sitting there in cap space. And they'd have to go and get themselves a backup, but maybe not. You know, you already have Casey DeSmith under contract. And when you're backing up Hellebuck, you're not very busy. Your services are not frequently required. So it's one thing to look at this pragmatically or to try to and say, well, this would be a really, really difficult thing for the Penguins to pull off because. Yeah, they can offer draft picks, but they don't have any prospects to offer. And when I say not any prospects to offer, I mean not any prospects to offer. And Kevin Sheveldayoff, the GM up there, has said that he doesn't really want to go through a rebuild, which could easily be interpreted as saying he'd like to have some younger guys who can play right now. Well, I'd start, if I'm Kyle Dubas, by saying... We have this young man named Owen Pickering, our first round pick last year, born and raised on a farm 10 kilometers south of Winnipeg. He'd love to be a jet. How about him? He's all we have in parentheses. (laughs) Because they're not going to, nobody's going to take a, you know, a Sam Poulin or Nathan Legere or Valtteri Pustin or whatever it is that the Penguins would be offering. So you'd almost have to come at the Jets with just a bounty of draft picks. Like, you'd have to give them something ridiculous, like earth-shattering. I'm talking about, like, your next three first-rounders. And before you go slamming the stop button on this podcast, no, I'm not going to advocate that. But I'm also not going to be far from it. Because if you think about it from this standpoint, the Penguins are set to pick... 14th overall in the NHL draft two weeks from now in Nashville. 14th. That player, whoever it is that they end up with, is a slam dunk to not be anywhere near as valuable as a franchise Vezina Trophy winning goaltender. Am I right? Okay, cool. Next year, regardless of where the Penguins pick, that player is a slam dunk to dot, 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 and so on. That's the way you need to think of this. If you're going to take seriously these final couple years of Sidney Crosby's contract, if you're going to take seriously the group that's been kept together, including Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, etc., then you got to do it with a franchise goalie. Is it going to hurt in the long term to do that sort of thing? Sure. But are you going to have a Sid, a Gino, and a Tanger three or four years from now? No. Are you going to have one in the next decade? Let's get real here. No. There is so much about the 2022-23 Penguins, the ones we just witnessed, that would have been solved by Hellebuck-level goaltending. Not to play above his normal self, just to be who he normally is. All those late blown leads the crappy penalty killing uh, the shorthanded goals against when the power play was out there those are all things that can be remedied by goaltending that was way 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 better than what the penguins were getting from either tristan jari or Desmith. at least talk about it there's no one else like this available when we come back j1q segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Family Table, a local company that brings delicious food to busy families. They offer family-style complete meals or a la carte items like lean proteins, perfect for muscle building and weight loss. If you're not local, gift cards are also available for your Pittsburgh-based family and friends. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com That's FamilyTablePGH.com and use the code DK40 or DK40 for 40% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon today for Thursday delivery. In today's J1Q comes from Rabs who says, how much would a draft pick be worth financially? Financially a rebuilding team? Would a first or third round draft pick paired with a salary dump bring a third or fourth line effective player? Or with the resulting cap space, would you be able to re-sign Jason Zucker or find a goalie? Do the Penguins at this point have the system to develop a talented young player? I'm not sure I'd pin this one on the system if you're referring to, uh, you know, instruction or whatever. They just haven't infused any real talent in forever. You know, you can go back and look over the last, whatever it is, 10 years and see the number of first picks or first round picks that they've even executed, never mind the number who've turned out to be any good. And it's really easy to absolve the people in the minor leagues of trying to turn something into Shinola, okay? But there's something also that I think you might be making more complicated than it is here, respectfully. The idea of attempting to pay or bribe another team to take on, for example, a Jeff Carter contract, which I still hear about nonstop, even though he has a 100% no-movement clause, is defeated right on the spot. To move Mikhail Granlund out, you'd have to either hope that, A, Ron Hextall gets a job with another team— Or B, ain't happening. Okay? So the most likely scenario and the one I am very, very confident will occur, he's just going to get bought out. It's not a bad situation, meaning the buyouts. A lot of these buyouts can be really ugly for the team doing the buyout. This one isn't without boring you with all the numbers. So, from there, what other contracts are you talking about? Jeff Petrie is still a functional NHL player. He's not what the other two guys are. Overpaid? Sure. Stuck with him for a long time? You betcha. But he's not a dud. He's not someone who's hurting you either. In general, when we're talking about trades this coming summer, we're talking about an extremely limited band of options. Okay? Okay. Because the Penguins don't have prospects. Again, the Penguins do, like everybody else, have draft picks. But, you know, other teams have draft picks that are more attractive than the Penguins. 14 is nice, but the other 13 ahead of them are that much prettier. Similarly, do you trade with the Penguins on the expectation that they're going to be some kind of lottery team in the next draft? Really, with Sid Gino and Tanger on board, I'm not seeing it. They might not make the playoffs, certainly not as currently constituted since they just didn't. But being among the worst three, four, five teams and having a realistic chance to go number one overall, you're not going to have that either. Plus, if you're intelligent making any kind of trades involving draft picks, you're doing the lottery protection anyway. So that's the number one barrier to trades for Dubas. He can want to make trades. He can hope to make trades. He can give it his best shot right there on the draft floor in two weeks. But it's just not practical. It's just not... It's so hard to go shopping with an empty wallet is what I'm saying. And that's what he's got. He's actually much better off trying to find a way once you get Granlund bought out To deal with the Carter situation however it needs to be dealt with, up to and including telling him, listen, dude, you know, we're stuck. But that doesn't mean we got to play you. And if you're ready for 82 games of abject humiliation of sitting in the press box the whole way through, come on north. Otherwise, you know, reconsider your options. But even then, you you should see the way how ironclad this contract is. That would just be getting rid of the distraction, not even the cap hit. The best move, I think, would be to let as many parts as possible walk out the door. Yes, including Zucker, as much as that'll hurt, so that you have the full $20 million. And if you have that money and you spend it wisely, and pick up a little bit more by buying out Grandland, you can go get that goaltender. I've heard they have one in Winnipeg. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.